Welcome to episode 265 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me, as always, is the man who was just in this recording, but we had to restart it because I've got connectivity issues here in Phoenix. It's Randy Michael Stapp. Yes, sir. Doing the intro for a second time. That's me. What's up? Randy. Uh-huh. Want, want, no guard or guard on the shave? No guard. No, uh, no, uh, the one guard. Oh, one guard. Yeah, the smallest one. One guard is also a home warranty company. Don't ask <laughs> me how I know that. Also joining the show is Russell John, the fisherman. What up? I almost pulled up uh, the audio of somebody knocking to pile onto the bit of your maintenance man knocking on your door. Come and knock on our door. Dude, yeah. it, is, it is weird. Is there like a, is am I going to get extra charges for all this hotspot activity I got to do? Probably. You'll probably really? get a warning before. If you run out of data, they should send you a text beforehand. I have unlimited data for everything, bro. Maybe you have unlimited hotspot data. I know I don't. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does, if that makes you feel worse. Well, I'm not an adult, so I don't know how to take care of my <laughs> Also joining us is, is Oksana Valerina Osache. Hi. It'll probably end up just using up your fast internet, and then you'll just get stuck with the shit internet for the rest of the month. My bet. (laughs) I'm stuck stuck with the shit internet. I'm stuck in the shit state, in the shit (laughs) city, in the shit hotel. But I will say that this room is good. I have club access this week, so I can go in the secret clubhouse room, which I've never been into, which is very interesting. I don't know what's going on in there. Mm -hmm. May have some eyes wide shut things going on in front of the continental (laughs) breakfast. I don't know. Because somebody could have their tits out in front of the cantaloupes, which would be ironic. Melons (laughs) on melons. Huh? Who's with me? Phoenix is fun. I liked it. Did you you end up reading that story I recommended to you before your flight? No, that's not. How am I supposed to read it on my phone? I, I just sent you a link. You just click it and it opens it up. Yeah, but then how do we have internet access in the air? I think if you loaded the page, it might no. still... No, that's not how things work. Well, also, I didn't know how long you would be in the like uh, TSA purgatory. I thought it might have been good there. By the way, I had terrible seats today. There are 33 rows on that plane. Do you know what row I sat in? 33. 32nd. Oh, boo. Actually, that is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, because you still have people behind you. (laughs) (laughs) When I I had that traumatic experience of an air pocket that made me uh, resign from ever wanting to fly again, I was in the very back row, and it was not reassuring. It just takes forever. Yeah, but I always wait anyway. What? Instead of, like, trying to get up and go, I feel like that just makes me, like, angry. So I just wait. I just let people go. No, it's your turn, dude. No, see, that's, see, people like you are causing the problems in the system, dude. <laughs> it's the people that get up and they're like, come on, like pushing their way through, then walking backwards to grab their luggage. It, like, it's, the people, it's the people who, as soon as we're set and they click off that seatbelt light, that pop up and walk immediately down the aisle. Those people, I wish nothing but death, plague, and famine amongst them and their loved ones. Well, if they didn't have luggage 
it'd be fine. I don't care. Like, just get no, off. Fuck you. We're in this together. <laughs> wait. So you're mad at the people who get off immediately and you're mad at the people who wait and let other people go? Correct. Who are you That's not correct. mad at? <laughs> I'm, ma- I'm not mad at the most, at the majority of the American citizens and the other citizens of the world who get on a plane and when it's time for their road to exit, they exit their road. We all do this. We all get out the exits at the same time. I don't it's know. a I synchronized like event. It creates a jam. It does not create a jam if we're all responsible <laughs> adults. It depends on where your overhead luggage is, I think. I, yeah. If it's behind you, I'd wait. If it's behind you, you're an idiot. <laughs> no. Who puts it behind you? Hey, man. Sometimes there's no room. Beggars can't mm, be choosers. That's That is that is poor travelmanship, <laughs> is what that is. So how but, many more weeks? Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Oxana, I do agree for you. If if you are you know late late on a plane and you do have to put your luggage behind you, absolutely wait. That's yes, that's what you got to do. You can't fight. You can't fl- go against the flow. All right. You know? Now apologize to me about what. About waiting, you did not put that. You did not put that caveat into your argument. Therefore, no apology given. You know, you just sometimes you just have to believe me and understand I'm a good person, (laughs) even though uh, I know you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, how much longer are we doing this? You got four more weeks at at, at least, dude. It's I. I'm I'm about to quit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it when you're not in Arizona, so oh. then you can get back. It's terrible, man. <laughs> it's killing me. All right. I didn't know I was going to turn into you know, fucking George Clooney over here, dude. I don't that, get is, it. that is the up only the traveling air. salesman I know. Oh, okay. What about that um, Cinema Verte film? Was it Salesman? With the oh, Bible? The male, the, yeah. How do we, nobody knows that? <laughs> no, I know Salesman. Okay. Yeah. No, I, is that the correct title? I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm self-conscious now that Randy called me out and. Did you watch. The, racist from- <laughs> did you see the, um, the documentary now spoof? No, I haven't. I've never gone back through that show. It's called a uh, Globesman. Oh, I like and that. They're, and they're door to door globe salesman. It's good. Yeah, I'm into that. No, I, I've never gone through that show. I should though. I showed you. I showed you my favorite one, and you were like, "Meh." What was it? Juan likes chicken and rice. Oh no, it was good. I, I mean, love, I've seen it like ten times. I like kind of <laughs> like punchier comedy. You're a very dry BBC fan of like humor. Yeah, but it's, it's also, it's got a lot of heart. That episode's got a lot of heart. Oh, okay. Dude, I I barely saw you this weekend. Did I mentioned to you Clint Eastwood's new movie, right? You just said that he's acting in it as well, and I said that yeah. he didn't do that. Yeah, um, well, I, I mean, one, I thought it was remarkable because he just he's 91 years old, and he's, you know, directing and starring yeah but he hasn't made anything good in, in quite some time yeah but i this one's getting a little bit of hype and the thing I, I the reason i wanted to bring it up to you was because people were saying if you watch the trailer they say try not to cry and i'm like oh that's a perfect clark challenge cry macho yeah the name is of the, it called cry macho uh, cry yeah. macho yeah there's a there's i mean a, look. 
Go ahead. Um, no, I was going to say there's a good uh, wiener joke in the trailer that I think you would appreciate. Oh, tight. Now, hey, I will say Richard Jewell was good. I did like Richard Jewell. Yep. But you- the mule was terrible. Uh, American Sniper was terrible. Jersey Boys, get out of here. Jay Edgar, a mess. <laughs> Hereafter's weird, but I kind of like Hereafter. Yeah, but, but that I, was I, 11 years ago. Dude, we still got a Godard is still kicking around, right? He's got to be like 102. He's in his 90s as well. Yeah, but he's he's got a Oh, one wait a minute. Y'all buried the lead on this thing, dude. What? I want to read the, syn- the synopsis of Cry Macho. A one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder takes a job to bring a young young man's son home and away from his alcoholic mom. On their journey, the horseman finds redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man. That was the lead? (laughs) Which part? Dude, he's a rodeo man. And Dwight Yoakam's in this movie. All yeah. right, I'm in. That's all I need to know. See, I thought that would have you would have been out because the whole like I'm on a journey to find something. I thought that was going to hark the mule to Let you. Let me explain or... something to you. It's going to suck shit, but I, now <laughs> I'm in. I think I'd rather watch Sean Penn's Flag Day, dude. I, I after watching because Randy and I we'll, we'll get into it. We saw two movies together yesterday, and both of them had the Flag Day. Sean Penn movie in the um, coming up, upcoming attractions, and I missed the first half of it because I had to go pee. By the way, Randy, did I pee, pee four times during the Green Knight? I think so, but I think I also peed twice during it, and then a third time at the very end. So what the fuck? By the way, when you when you left during Annette, you left during a very important scene. I was worried about that. You missed some good stuff. We'll get oh, into it. Is that going to be a new segment? Two movies, one cup, where where you all share a beer and try not to pee through two very long movies. Two girls, two. I was trying to think single syllable word. <laughs> it's too late in the day. I know you're too fatigued. I could see it. You really I wanted know. it there. I know the, the gears were grinding, but there's no oil. <laughs> I'm sure there was a good punchline. Um, okay, there were like two things I wanted to mention, and then I closed the fucking the dock that has everything in it. One, I want to give everybody a warning. Because two films, I, one cup, done. All right, next one. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. You dick! <laughs> I you stole my joke. <laughs> anyway. I want to give everybody a warning because I've decided that I'm going to cover MTV's fear next week. So if people want to watch, Why? I guess I, dude, I, Terrell came over and we watched, um, seance, the, uh, um, Simon Barrett film. Terrell, which, I love you. You're a bad influence on this show. No, no, no. I was showing it to him and honestly he got mad. I, <laughs> I, Terrell, I, I retract that. Russell, you're a bad influence on no, this show. So, you know, um, I was showing it to him because it's reality TV mixed with found footage horror and um, nobody fucking knows about it, but it's on YouTube. So if you search MTV fear, dive into it, it's I'm warning right now. It's very nineties, like the aspect ratio, the quality, and a lot of it's at night. Randy's out. No. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, I don't know. Randy doesn't fuck with the retro tech stuff, but, um, 
it, it's good, and I'm I definitely want to get into it next week. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just jump on YouTube and you'll find it. And it, it's rad. More people need to to have it on the radar. The other thing, two weeks ago, I believe, was it two weeks ago? When did we cover Aurora? Curse of Aurora? I have the fucking thing right in front of me. I just can't read. On episode 261, when we were talking about that film, we were both uh, discussing a leg injury from one of the lead females. And I just wanted to get it on the record that I was correct. It was not planned or scripted, and it happened days before the shoot. And it completely organic. I just wanted to get it out there that I was correct and Clark was wrong. That's all. I, no, I, I I surrender. Oh damn it! And I and I said I I hope it wasn't real. Yeah, but hey, kudos to her for battling through. Hey, shout out to the people who worked on that film too. Apparently, they listened to the episode and they loved it. So yeah, they're great. They're all over social media. Despite having bad taste, they like our show. Or wait, wait. <laughs> despite having bad what? taste and liking our show, they made a good movie. That's what I meant. <laughs> Despite having bad taste by liking our show? There we go. Okay, my God. They made a great movie despite having bad taste. I think that's more <laughs> succinct. All right. You got there. <laughs> we're just, we're workshopping everything today. Um, Was there any other news? I always feel like there's stuff I wanted to bring up or like clothes or, you know, honestly, last week was the TBR report, which I had a lot of fun doing. And uh, it was great having Thomas on here because that was, you know, the segment that he co-produces. And I feel bad that we didn't I didn't even mention all the films that came up to now and kind of just got his like thoughts on them. Oh, well, maybe on <laughs> TBR 20. But uh, I'll just use this as a segue into uh, the TBR report. Report. What was that? <laughs> the music went off. No, the music's fine. It's your internet. It's my hotspot. No, it's just because they're both, they're fighting for level of audio, so it just canceled both out. Oh, <laughs> everybody hold back. Neo spoke. <laughs> the tech what? Are you, what? <laughs> it's not the same as being in person. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. There. <laughs> Speak to me like oh, I'm a child. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, honestly, the fact that we're all over um, a Zoom-like program is pretty appropriate since uh, Thomas Burke gave us the homework of watching uh, This House Has People in It, which, again, I was a little hesitant to jump into this one, not because I had seen it and or I, I hadn't even watched it before. This is an, uh, an Adult Swim production? Yeah, it's... Um, you know, along the lines of too many cooks or uh, unedited footage of a bear. This one came after and it it was super popular like the other two. But like, I don't know, it didn't have that kind of like sustaining or like it didn't live on the Internet as long. And I think that's because it's it's honestly a pretty deep and complicated uh, ARG. And I know I know everybody listening is rolling their eyes with this ARG shit. but. Stick. Yeah, can we cool it on the ARGs, dude? Hey, I, I'm not pro like every week. This is the ARG report, man. Now, here's the thing. Now, I should read from uh, Thomas's email because I'm not sure if he knew it was an ARG. Um. Anyway, Thomas writes, 
In this week's TBR report, I'd like to remind a short film called This House's People in It, a found footage surveillance style narrative that was released by Adult Swim in 2016. I'm recommending this short because I think there's a lot to talk about. The film starts out with a family walking around their kitchen and their daughter basically lying on the floor motionless, but her parents ignore her thinking she's just being a kid. Meanwhile, there appears to be a grandmother in the other room watching television and a little boy walking aimlessly around the house and some kind of technician working down in the basement. Approximately five minutes in, the parents start picking up that something may be wrong with their daughter and they quickly come to discover that she is completely stuck to the floor. She can't talk. She can't move. The baby starts crying. It's a really creepy moment. Once panic starts to ensue, it becomes clear that the family is expecting guests to come over, but then things take a turn for the worst. For the worst. I won't say much else because you guys always have a great way of setting these things up, but man, this one was weird. I think it's highly effective and it just keeps coming. I keep coming back to this one despite having watched it maybe four or five times now. There's also a cool twist in the final shot, which doesn't necessarily bring closure to what's happened, but I think it's part of the reason why I like it so much. Let me know what you all think. Uh, it's currently available on YouTube, on Adult Swim's channel. P.S. There's an interesting bit around the three-minute mark, and I was wondering what your take on it was. When the boy's reading a book and something quickly flies past the frame outside the window, I didn't pick up on this at first, and I can't seem to wrap my head around what the hell it was. All the best, Thomas Burke. Thomas, you're great. I don't think you... I think you missed it, though. It is a deep ARG. And because the film came out five years ago, man, if you just Google the title of this short, it pops up with, like, Reddit. There are, you know, people have done a million videos online of it. But I will tell you, I, I went back and I looked at Too Many Cooks and unedited footage of a bear. Because I'm like, well, maybe are they ARGs or is this, like, a new development? And it looks like unedited footage of a bear also had an ARG element, which is now offline. They took the website down. And if you tuned into Uff 24 Hour, very similar thing. I didn't realize that. I mean, essentially, there are two other websites out there tied to the, those films that all are like faux medical, basically. The third one is the surveillance company in this house has people in it. But... um. It's really interesting and it's still up. And I think the other one was only up for about six years and they pulled it. So this one might be going down too. So faux medical, that's about Fauci. <laughs> hey, we're going on YouTube. You got to cut these jokes. We're going to get uh, doxxed and murdered or just you know, you get vexed and murdered. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know, Clark. So you had seen it before. Mm -hmm. You watched it again with me. Did it make any kind of impression or? I remember the girl getting stuck in the floor and the grandmother wilding out about television. And that was about <laughs> it. I, but you seem kind of like, bleh, like eh, it was okay. It didn't do a whole lot for me. And I think that reaction is what most of the internet had. Because when you go back and look at too many cooks, it's got like the catchy song. It's constantly evolving and it's very comedy forward. And I think um, unedited footage of a bear is also very comedy forward. Yeah. Where this one is, dude, it's the most dry. No, uh, yeah, no, I, I, yes, I get it. And I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that, that was a very flippant, flippant thing I said. That's not necessarily true. It's just, I mean, I had seen this, but I, I did not recall it when you told me the name of, of this. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then, 
you know, it took like a minute and I was like, oh, I've seen this before. It took you more than a minute. <laughs> we were watching it for a while and halfway through the thing, you're like, wait, I've seen this. I was like, oh, damn right. it. Two minutes. Yeah, I think it was once they, uh, once the camera had moved enough that you could see the girl on the floor. You're like, okay. Yeah, I, I remember it. the girl on the floor. Yeah. Not which the girl is- on the third floor. Oh, God. I never watched it. Nor did I. I think we actually got a screener. CM Punk. I think they sent us a screener for it and never ended up watching it. (laughs) Oh, well. I I apologize. I think that was RJLE or RLEJ or... RLJE. RLJ. I don't support anything with CM Punk outside of season one of Marin. Okay. (laughs) Isn't there like a male orgasm in that movie, though? In what movie? In on the third floor, I thought there's okay. None of us have seen it. No, but there, but, right. there but there is in the Green Knight. Okay, you know what? Uh, we'll, we'll cover it next week. Can you make a note of that? I feel like we talked about it too much. We got to pay that off. I've anyway. got jism on my hand, jism <laughs> on my hand, jism on my hand. So this house has people in it. That title is like one of the perfect kind of like found footage titles where just the way that sentence is structured and uh the implication radically incorrect continue well no it's just it's a different kind of like inflection you're getting like it's almost like a surprise like oh there's people in that house which makes you think of who is crafting it don't give me that look (laughs) what else is in a house other than people I know, but I, I, I agree with you. But I think when you when somebody states this house has people in it, it instantly makes me wonder what situation they're in. I just Which, think is a house. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, so there is a full blown arg. If you um stick around to the end of that eleven minute full blown args, it, dude, it's uh, a brutal rash and itchy. Um. I don't even like that joke. Cut that out, Randy. I know. Randy dumped it. (laughs) Randy dumped that joke. No, if um, so I actually I spent a lot of time with it, and I feel bad about it because I kind of navigated through Reddit, and there's a it's easy to cheat. Why do you do that? Well, I I feel like it would be really rewarding if you just sat down and gave it some time, and um. It goes back to that thing we were talking about. I don't, I don't know if it was on the show, but kind of how the new currency isn't monetary. It's really attention. And everything is fighting for your attention. And it's the most valuable thing. And I just, I feel like um, this people's house in it didn't make a strong enough impression to warrant the amount of time that went into it. Good band. Which is, well, I think, um, I agree. But I think that this is why those YouTubers that kind of do like this people has house in it uh, or has <laughs> this house has people in it. My complete. God. I think it's over two hours, too, with all the extra footage. Two? Yeah, it's over two hours. Many. And there's a lot more um, moments where people are like phasing through the wall, which. What is this, Juwan? Well, no, I, you know, I actually think there was a really interesting thing that comes out of that shot where uh, we have parents in the kitchen arguing and there's just their daughter laying on the floor. And I believe in the short they talk about, oh, she's just protesting or she's being an angsty teen. And they kind of don't address it until she's started going through the floor. And I actually think that's a pretty strong metaphor for like ignoring adolescent problems in like a a nuclear home 
And, you know, in the other room, we have like the oldest generation with the youngest uh, child and like their interactions and the party. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of value to this art outside of like the shock comedy that this like series has become known for. Also, I looked up the dude who directed it and he did another short for um for Adult Swim that I think you'd be into. And you too, Randy. His name's um Alan Resnick. He also worked on um unedited footage of a bear. But he did another short that's available on uh YouTube called May I Please Enter. And so I, I, I see like a progression here where too many cooks is kind of like catchy retro TV. And that's really it. We're just kind of making fun of IP products and culture. Then we move into unedited footage of a bear. And that's kind of a it's it's kind of a send up of watching stuff on YouTube, because if you remember, like the whole the punchline there is that the video is a commercial and it even has the like skip ad button, which I fell for when we just watched it again. And I completely forgot. But now we move into this one and we're in complete like internet ARG territory. So if after um, this house has people in it, which I'm lucky to get the name right, um, go watch May Please Enter. And I think it's the hardest to latch onto and understand. And it hasn't done well. It's only got like 500,000 views, which if you look at too many cooks, it's got 26 million. So dang. Yeah, and there's no hand-holding. And it, honestly, it kind of feels like I think you should leave. Like, it feels like it could be a skit in that show. Except, I don't know, it's not as funny? I don't know. It's it's a trip. I, you guys should both check that out. Um, as for this one, I don't know. Is there anything you wanted to, like, touch on? I feel like it just really didn't make an impression on you, Clark. Correct. well i mean you know the thing is we deal with surveillance footage so often that there are like little um there are little things that i don't see a lot in the genre like the cameras can move which kind of harks back to that film uh my little eye that uh uk found footage film that i think is great um again this is an 11 minute short with over an hour and a half of extra footage if you want to check it out um thomas mentions a thing at the three minute mark in the movie so the grandma's watching tv and out her window you can see a deer run away like there's a deer in the frame and it runs and then there's a weird little thing that chases it i saw that so that thing that chases it is um reddit again this is kind of a spoiler i don't know if anybody's actually going to go out and do this but um it's a Sonic the Hedgehog spoof where if you go through the whole ARG, like if you navigate the website and I'll tell you the beginning right now, if you go to this site at the end of that video and um, say you forgot your password, put in an email and they'll email you an entry code that kind of kicks it all off. If you make it to the very end, you get a picture that says you win with that thing that chased the deer. So if you're dying to, to see that little Sonic spoof, um, take the dive i think I'm have you t- done it no um because honestly you'd really have to sit down and navigate with it but if you go to that guy's website um he's got his own personal one alan resnick dude look at his personal website his writing and just the way you navigate it are all incredibly interesting and funny like non sequitur stuff he writes a lot of interesting things in like the legal code that nobody reads i don't know it's great um he's from baltimore Again, 
I feel really weird talking about this thing because it's like five years old and super popular. Oh, he's from Baltimore? Yeah. Is that the found footage capital? Dude, it's close, man. Yeah, what the hell? I don't admit something's in the water over there. Um the water. Water? They they have that laxed R water, or is it like that's more Philly, I guess. All right. Yeah, yeah. water ice. What is that? It's like soda or some shit. What's water ice? <laughs> it's like a snow cone. Okay. Snow- well, how do you know? I believe <laughs> what that's hell? what it is. Okay. I'm cultured. I'm listening to them. Yeah, get, some, get some water ice. Go birds. You're not living in Atlanta yet. Fuck anyway, uh, Thomas, love you, brother. You need to come back on. And I hope I did some justice here. If anybody wants to. So any of these ARG things, I feel the eyes roll in the room when I when I say that acronym. Confirm. Reach out to me. I'll talk to you. Yep. I talked about Petscop with a couple of people, but uh, for now, I guess that's it. This concludes the Discord Reports. The Discord Reports. The Discord This concludes the TBR Report. For the record, um, the letters TBR are now auto-programmed in my phone anytime I try to say <laughs> B. Really? Yeah. Just roll with it. You know how many TBRs I'm going to be sending out? <laughs> it's good advertisement, man. All right. Did you have anything up top you want to do, or should I uh, should I let our guest in? Oh, man. All right. All right. Come on in. Good morning. It's August 8, 2021, and it's a Sunday. I hope you all are having a wonderful time with your weekend projects and i wish you the best of luck with them everyone (laughs) have a great day all right always lovely i I was unsuccessful in in my weekend project what was it i tried to hang myself Well, try again. Now you have David Lynch's blessing. I'm going to die in one of these hotel rooms. (laughs) Get it on camera, man. Believe me, it is. Oh, dude, that could. Then somebody could make a short about how you're haunting it and submit it to the film fest. Dude, I'm going to Nicole Kidman myself. (laughs) Okay, now how the hell are we going to talk about this? Are you guys just going to like blend together to do a review? Yeah, you got anything else, Randy? No, that's it. The only thing I've been watching is television. Okay, well, are when are y'all going to set up the story about how you had date night behind my back? Okay, first of all, it was right in front of your back. Agreed. Right in front of your tits. Oh, right in front of my back. Okay. It was right there. Randy said, hey, y'all want to go see Annette at 420? Uh-uh. There was a time uh, that was later than that, and I was like, you know what? I, we're going to have to do that. And then you moved up to 420 for some bit, and I was no. like, oh, it's too early. The, 420 was the only time that was presented, for the record, to me. Mm. Randy, can you confirm? Confirm. I mean, I don't know who you talked to, but <laughs> thank you. in so our much. group text, yeah, there was only a 420. All right. I'm going to look it up, but can you please set up the date? But I, but so I, I hit up Randy uh, privately. Because I figured y'all did y'all showed zero interest in this chain. True. So I just said, all right, I'll just talk to Randy. And I said, hey, what are you doing before? I was thinking about going to see The Green Knight. 
at 12.10 at Westfield, and he said, all right. So then we go and see the Green Knight at Westfield. Then we go to the food court in the Westfield Mall. Now, if you are familiar with the Westfield Mall in San Francisco, California, on Market Street, off of Powell Street, it is a very large mall and very confusing mall. There's basically two big things on the end and very little in the middle. And then you go in the food court, and half the food court is closed, except for the newly opened Shake Shack at the food court. <laughs> so we go to the Shake Shack because the line was not too long. Randy, we got we we were ordering in our little kiosk, so we had to order ourselves a little iPad a thing. Yeah, didn't care for that. Also, didn't care for the meal. <laughs> yeah, agree. It was fine. It just it tasted like. A good McDonald's burger. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of yeah. a smash burger thing. Yeah. Um, the burger's fine. I, I got no problem with the burger. It doesn't hold up to In-N-Out. So if you want to do this In-N-Out Shake Shack thing, go go take a hike. It's not even close. Take that down the street. Dude, they had, Shake Shack opened up in like Daly City out here and it closed. Like it, it was clear like. You know, the free market spoke and nobody now, wanted to go there. So Shake Shack, are you thinking steak and shake? Oh shit. You oh, may be right. thinking steak and shake, which is very different. Steak wow. and shake is more of a diner situation. You know what? Shake, you might be right. Yeah. Shake Shack is like Shake Shack is the East Coast answer to In and Out. I heard that. When we went to New York, everybody's like, let's go there. And I'm like, what? No. I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan. Uh and Randy and I also tried the uh, hot honey fries. It's mm-hmm. got like a hot honey sauce. Sauce was uh, terrible. Oh, it was fries, were, fries were good. I like the crinkle cut fries. I'll give the I'll give the on board with the crinkle cut fries. You get a hamb- a regular hamburger and a crinkle cut fries. It's fine. No mm. issues. I go to Jack in the Box for that. <laughs> but then I tried the uh, the watermelon mint. Limeade, oh. four sips is all it could do. <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, I got one of those like um, icy Baja blasts from Taco Bell on Saturday. It was so hot, but I I didn't get another flavor. I, it was good. I hate to admit it, I'm not a Baja blast guy, but love the Baja blast, dude. I like a Mountain Dew. I'll do a Code Red, but Code Red will also make you feel like. It's just too apparent you're drinking like a ton of chemicals. It really like after a while. Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. Anyway, I found the text. Eh, I'm partially wrong. Randy said, hopefully pre 7 p.m. I must have skimmed over it and been like, dude, 7 p.m. We could do that. All right. Well, if y'all said yeah. anything, though, I would have moved it. Yeah. But Oh, no, no, no. It, the, the thing was, it, I was still in bed when those texts were happening. I told you I've been laying in bed reading. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Clark, you should you should read that short story too. Uh, anybody out there, if you want to Google it, it's called the the God of Dark Laughter. It's the it's second time you told me to read this stupid story in this whole episode. I know. <laughs> Just doubling down on that. No, I'm into reading. This is going to become a book podcast. Oh I'm the only one producing it, so watch. It's you gonna happen. Re- all right. Do you realize that we are going on our fifth year of doing this, and oh, 
of doing this show. Be our fifth year coming up in like two weeks. Yep. Yeah. So in 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 our five years of doing this, you've gone through <laughs> nothing. Probably three three solid stints of like I'm reading now, dude. And then yeah. and then we and then we get to the fact that your the first time you went on your reading stint, you weren't reading. You were just doing audio books. Oh, did that happen? Yes. Yeah, I got through it. Yeah, because you're like, I got through it. And I was like, dude, that's like a 1,200 page book. I know. And then you didn't say it. And then, wow. I, like, years later, I found out that you audio booked them. Yeah. Which, you know, um, scientists say you get the same thing out of an audiobook that you do just reading. <sighs> maybe. 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 It's maybe. There's something about the relationship of, of the words in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as your mind goes in creating a narrative, I'm with you there. But you're missing that intimacy between eyes and the words. You're not letting your eyes fuck, dude. Dude, what if there's a found footage movie? We can make this. Where, like, let's say, like, you know, me and you are roommates, right? But you're colorblind. So I, I hate you. So I start writing things all over the house in the color you can't see. And then somebody comes in and they just see... <laughs> So all the colors. You know, so there's just writing all over the walls, but it's like you walking around. Yeah. So as soon as I got to the hotel today and I checked in, uh, they gave me the card and I'm up here on the seventh floor and you got to, you got to put your card in, in the elevator and then hit the button and it wasn't working. Um, so I had to get my cards reprogrammed and um, the, the, girl at the front desk was asking, okay, when you put your card in, what color was the modem? Oh my God. And I said, I, I no idea. <laughs> I just see lights. And still don't know. And she just stared at you. <laughs> no, I said, I'm colorblind. I can't tell you. <laughs> you, uh, you could take a picture next time. Also, after we recorded that TBR report, you and fucking Thomas sat there for like 10 minutes talking about being colorblind. I wanted to puke. You guys were getting along so well. It, you, you're never allowed to talk to him again. Well, look, man, you know, don't. Are you anti disabilities right now? Dude? <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out. I'm anti unions that don't include me. So the. <laughs> you know, I, well, I again, I'm the only one that I think wished as a child to wear glasses and everything I do. I'm surrounded by four eyes. It's like you're rubbing it in. You're all wearing glasses right now. Because glasses are hot, dude. I know. H A W T. Halt. All right. All right. So, all right. Speaking of what was hot, <laughs> let's go back to me and Randy's day yesterday. Hell yeah. You so were, we were talking had... about the honey fry that you both picked up at the same time. Honey, dude, honey, yeah, fries, like honey fries were nugget. Then we walk from Westfield to Embarcadero, which is about, Randy, 22-minute walk? I said like 0.8 mile, so yeah, something like that. Wait. <laughs> we did an M&M, dude? Yeah, we did, we did, we did an M&M. M&M. Fuck yeah. So we walked to Embarcadero. Nice little walk. Nice, nice well, walk. Were you all holding hands? Of course. <laughs> okay. And then when we're walking a um, a very... Wonderful Spanish-speaking family in front of us, but it was a group of people. So it was other people, and then this family. Someone dropped a lighter, 
Now, I didn't know who it was, <laughs> but we had just watched The Green Knight, and I felt like, you know, that's a morality tale, and we'll get into that. So I felt like I just had to do the right thing. And even though I just picked up the lighter and went to the closest person near me, uh, which was the woman in this family, and then the husband turned around, and he was concerned. His eyes were popping. And I said, did you guys drop your lighter? And he went like, not us, not us. <laughs> and said, okay. And then I just dropped the lighter and I, and I put my hands up. <laughs> and we just walked away. All it's right. probably fine. <laughs> I don't know, man. I picked up an IED. Oh, my God. And along the way to uh, Embarcadero, the small bite of a, a weed gummy that I took three hours earlier started kicking in, <laughs> which was just perfect timing for um, our second movie of the day, which is uh, Leo Carax's new film called Annette. It's first film in like By almost way, 10 years. They, the, the Embarcadero, it's, it's still like, yeah. they think polio's out there. Like, yeah, it's honestly. pretty shut down still. Yeah. You you have to go in one way, then you directly go to the concessions. They shut off the kiosk there. There's no booze anymore. Uh, There's hardly yeah. any concessions. Uh. <laughs> it's just an excuse for them to be lazy. None of that makes any sense. The, the single door, and then you have to interact with someone to buy your ticket instead of using I, a touch screen. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand it. Well, it's, it's security theater. I mean, it is what it is. Shut up and comply. Yeah. Did you run into Omar there? No one understands that reference. I know. <laughs> well, when I was hanging out with Dave O'Shea there, we ran into Omar Little from The Wire. Michael nice. K. Williams. His name's Omar Little. He's your brother. I understand. <laughs> he got shot by a two-year-old. The, dude, what an impactful death. Man. He was just trying to get a pack of new pulps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Talk about Annette, please. Yeah, so we saw All it. Right. It's, uh, it, features, <laughs> it features Adam Driver. He plays a uh, quote-unquote stand-up comedian named Henry McHenry. And Anne, played by Marion Cotillard, uh, she plays his girlfriend, then turned wife. Uh, her name is Anne, and she is like an opera singer that's very like plays very like highbrow like opera shows and they're playing she's playing at like the disney hall and he's playing at like some like orpheum theater or something in, in la in the beginning randy you forgot to mention henry mchenry's uh stage name what was it the, ape? the name the of, ape of god or something like that the ape of god dude henry mchenry did he rip off gerald geraldson <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, dude, watch the movie. It's a clear <laughs> ripoff. <laughs> so I also uh, included all of you in the text to go see Annette because it is um, a musical and it is entirely written by Sparks. Um, they also wrote the screenplay because the screenplay is pretty much all sung. So they pretty much wrote the whole thing. Uh, Carax has a screenplay credit as well, but it sounds like it's mostly a, a Sparks creation. Um, and, but yeah. Uh, Carrick's is also in the movie. He is, yeah, in a very good opening scene. Um, so, like, the credits are rolling, and it's kind of just like a black screen, and you see credits and stuff, and you hear um, just some voiceover that Carax is doing. And then, um, you know, when the, the movie starts, you see him behind the boards at a studio, 
Um, and then it does a couple like shots to Sparks, who are in the studio about to pu- about to play the first song um, of the movie. Um, yeah, and then they start playing. It's called um, what's it called? So we so may we start. Very catchy yeah. tune. Um, and then yeah, they start playing. There's you know, there's a drummer. There's like a whole slew of musicians, um, backup singers, and everything. And then um, there's a really awesome tracking shot that goes from the studio and kind of does like a reverse, and then they go out. Um, onto the street they're on like santa monica in la um and then also the main people from the cast show up as well on this like pretty cool uh tracking shot and they're kind of like singing to the camera like telling you like sort of what you're about to see there's kind of like a little bit of hints uh as to like the tone of the movie if you like read the lyrics you can kind of like read into it a little bit um the beginning of this movie is probably the best thing in the movie i do really dig the entire film but um yeah it starts off on a on a high point for sure uh russell if i give you a link can you play it and we can hear the audio all right here we go (sighs) those are not sexual sounds those are baby sounds birthing sounds birthing sounds i've just been told I just want to hear you to hear the beginning. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Two hours of this. Yeah. I'd be down for it. It's uh, right, yeah, a lot of the tunes are definitely very uh, repetitive, but they're catchy. Um, it sparks. Really? Yeah, I don't yeah, know anything yeah. about sparks. Though. Like, here's the thing. Like, if you're familiar with sparks, like this is this is sparks, and okay. the whole thing is is very you know tongue in cheek. So is sparks. Sometimes yeah. that tongue is out of the cheek, um, and <laughs> you know, sort of same thing here. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, winkiness, but there's a lot of winkiness in their lyrics. Um, so I, you know, it, there's no secret that this is a a male's brother, um, you know, production. So a male brother. Nice. So there we go. So yeah. um, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, it's long, but it, it, it moved and it's... Um, it goes by like relatively fast because you're always wondering what the hell they're going to do next in the movie (laughs) yeah now i'll tell you uh because i you know have seen holy motors and i am a i am a huge holy motors fan uh character's previous film it's not it's more it follows a more narrative story yeah than holy motors yeah holy motors is just sort of all over the place and this like we have a we have a, a narrative center and you know we we may stray a little bit off of that center, but we always we always get back there. Yeah. And um, sure, their newborn child is a puppet, and <laughs> is a puppet throughout the movie. Um, and Randy, the part you missed is that this um, the child is Annette, and yeah. um, Annette has a out of a, a an otherworldly gift. And Annette's father, played by Adam Driver, exploits this outer worldly gift. And um, Randy went up to go urinate during a montage of them traveling <laughs> around the world 
with this exploitation of this child's gift. And um, there was some good stuff in there. <laughs> All right, so Annette's good. Do y'all think I'd like it? I don't know. Yeah, uh, friend that's a of good the question. Show, <laughs> friend of the show, um, Brian Lanano, not a fan of Annette. Oh, the Gwilliam man himself. According to Twitter. Now, here's yeah. the thing. I completely understand people not liking this movie. Yep, same. Of course. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's I like I like the unconventional unconventional nature of it and that it's almost sort of making fun of musicals at the same time. Yeah. And um it's also uh the exploration of of stand up is is I find that interesting <laughs> and I I can sort of take that as, you know, exploration of just, you know, entertainment as well. Yeah, especially you know pairing his his character with uh, Marion Cotillard's character, which I did not see that going the direction it did. It's a very strange film, and it it ends even more strangely. But when it, I I hoped there's a line that is said that ends the movie, and when he said that line, is like, oh, you got to cut, and then I cut, and that yeah. was the end. Um, and then I had to go pee, and then I understand. Then Randy told me that I miss a mid credits sequence. Yeah, it's just it's just similar to the. It's like pretty close to the end of the credits. It's just like a similar scene uh, to the beginning, where like the whole like cast of the movie comes out, and there's kind of just like this tracking shot of just them kind of like saying bye or whatever. Um, but yeah, this movie is a uh, you're in you're in Carax's world. You're in his hands the entire time, and his world is very absurd and Gonzo. Um, so if you're if you can get into that, I think you'll have a good time and like be excited that this exists. But I definitely see people uh, hating it and or, you know, turning it off 30 minutes in. Also, the band has some sort of uh, fixation with simians. <laughs> yeah, because that was a theme in Holy Motors. And now there there are a True. lot of uh, monkeys and apes in this movie. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of apes, uh, that short story I read earlier, the God of Dark Laughter has a baboon. So be sure to Google that and read it. (laughs) Dude, don't be having pet baboons, dude. What are you talking about? Who has a pet baboon? A clown. This is the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. I know, and it's a Western. You'd love it. That's why I recommended it to you. Western? Also, I told you this. It's a Western where a dude finds a scalped clown on the road, and it kicks off an investigation. It's a horror. Oh, I didn't hear you say Western. Yeah, and it brought it back up because the thing you were talking about earlier kind of ties into where that story goes. See, you should should only speak to me when I'm paying attention to you. I know. Whenever (laughs) you're stressed out. Well, here's the thing. I know whenever I'm kind of like in an anxious loop, when people talk to me or distract me, it helps a little. So when I see you and your gears turn in and you're worried about God knows what. No more more information dumps to and from the airport. All right. Can we make that a rule? Yeah. No no, no shop talk to or from the airport. (laughs) Okay. Well, how about uh, I admit something that uh, I haven't seen one of this director's previous films. Carrick's? Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Holy Motors, yeah, is great. Uh, It's also quite weird. Um, Lovers on the Bridge is really good. I think you might dig that. Okay. Lovers on the Bridge. Oh, I see he directed Boy Meets World. He also, yeah. <laughs> he also uses uh, Denny Levant a lot in his movies. He plays the uh, like the zombie in the night own 
the night owns the world. Is that what it's called? Oh yeah, the the night eats the world. The night eats or, the world. Yeah. We, no. Oh, dude, <laughs> All right, Clark, you got a guess? You want to throw in what that movie's titled? Oh yeah. Oops, I'm wrong. What is it? Night eats the darkness or something. It's the world. You guys are right. Damn it. Out of it. <laughs> Fuck. That's a great movie, by the way. And when we used to record, it sounded like it because we had Randy's drummer in the next room. <laughs> His roommate drummer. Um, okay, well, fuck. I think you guys sold me. Although I am, uh, you know, I've, I was telling Randy before we started recording, I've been watching like nothing but comedy now on YouTube. So when Clark used to get really pumped about stand-up being in film, I'm kind of there now. Like, I feel like I kind of understand it a little bit better. So the, the musical thing, oh man, honestly, that makes it kind of hard for me to approach. The it's Sparks one of those thing, where uh, literally everything is sung as well. Okay. So it's very, yeah, like rock opera. Well, do you ever feel held hostage by bad music in the film? No, they play into it. Because, uh, spoiler alert, Adam Driver, not a good singer. Oh, rad. He's and, okay, but it's, yeah. Hello, my conductor friend. Welcome okay. in, my conductor friend. How are well, you? That the you know the Sparks Brothers documentary. At least they did a great job of establishing those dudes know how to navigate a narrative, and they know how to make clever art. So if they're writing all the music, man, I you know what I'm in. Even though I'm not particularly a huge fan of them. So all right, you all sold me. I'd, I'd like to see it in a theater, though. We should we should do that. Oxen. I recommend that. Yeah. I feel uh, the people going in blind on Amazon Prime. Oh, <laughs> yeah. boy. Yeah, no, fuck that. Can't see that going well on the old <laughs> no. IMDb ratings. All right. Uh, Randy, anything else on the net? Nope. The Green Knight. Wait, hold on. Wait one minute. <laughs> It's the Randy's retread. Away. <laughs> oh, somebody should have warned that guy that you were going to retread. Okay, Russ, Russell, we, we we need to talk about a couple things. I am after right. Kevin's not one of them. Now, one of the few things I I have listened to you talk about is your review of the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. And in your review of the Green Knight, and now I have seen the Green Knight, I've got some questions. Well, hold on. Can you see the color green? I feel like that's the one you have trouble well, with. Well, I am red, green, colorblind. Okay. That's a problem given the two major themes of the movie are the color <laughs> red and green. The, UP, the UPS truck is uh, green to me. Oh, <laughs> that's wrong. That's yeah, brown, cause it, though. Yeah, because it doesn't say what can green do for you. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I regret going down that road. That, I mean, I had to take it somewhere. I had to park the car somewhere, brother. All right, so the Green Knight. How how do you classify this as slow cinema? What do you mean? Dude. dude what do I mean? What do, what do I mean? I mean, mean, what do I mean? Would you call a you ghost story, like, slow? This is wildly different than a ghost story. I don't know. I feel like it's just a more, um, it's a, the craft is there. I feel like Lowry understands what he can do and, um, how to do it better. This follows a very simple structure. Yeah, for sure. You know where this is going. It's a quest. It's a, it's a, it's a non-conventional quest movie. Oh, I mean, it's a, 
pretty conventional quest movie. It's just the story is kind of like murky. Like normally, like if we're looking at like the Hobbit, yeah, but it's great. Yeah, but all those stories are very like you know they're about wealth or greed or you can boil them down. Like Tolkien was a very thoughtful author who you know had everything had a, a meaning. And with uh, Gwen and the Green Knight, I believe the uh, uh, original story, it's just confusing. Like there is the the idea of like honor and expectations and living up to like a class system like you would in like England. But that the film is so much more than that. And again, like the thing I loved about it was just the, the fantasy elements. Like my favorite part of that movie is when they ask him, do you understand the challenge? And, you know, he doesn't, and we know that as the audience, but I, I mean, I really don't think most people watching the movie do either. Because the idea is, you can kill this guy, he won't even fight you. There will be a legend about you. Everybody will know your name. And you get his fucking magic axe, and you can go do whatever you need to. And really solidify your, your legend. But then you have to die. Yeah. And the dude doesn't get it. He's just like, oh, I'll kill him and become famous. And then he's hanging out in a bar for a year, like bone and hookers. And it's beautifully illustrated when, you know, one of the drunkards comes up and they're like, hey, man, you're Gwen. You killed the Green Knight. And it's like, hey, he got that. He was famous. It's just his puppet show was incredibly fucking boring because he did nothing with the axe. Yeah. It's like, well, I killed him. And then the seasons pass. And you're like, you, you fucking wasted it. Dude. Yeah, he just, he just waited a year. Yeah. But I, again, he didn't understand. And, um, you know, there's so much to deal with in that film. Like, did you understand why I was, like, kicking myself for not understanding, like, uh, I don't know, popular philosophy more? Like, I feel like the Freud stuff is... I get it, but I, I don't think this is slow cinema. Okay, well, again... What I, 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 I'm gonna, let's, uh, Randy, let's loop in Paul Schrader. Is he, is he still in the waiting room? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You got him on the line? He's probably jerking off to bras or whatever he does. It's probably making weird Facebook posts. I know. He's a weirdo. Wait. Is he going to talk? <laughs> <laughs> That's how he talks these days. I good. really thought you had something queued up. I was worried there where he was going to like educate me on slow cinema. No, what I, what I meant by that statement is just for a for a movie opening wide in the theaters that uh promised a night killing a monster and meeting giants and adventuring with this fox buddy it was a movie that was very thoughtful took its time and uh there was not a lot of editing it was like so well made and here's the thing this this goes back to a24 doing what a24 does how many times how many times is the public gonna fall for this and then not realize it because, like, you know, the, the, the backlash with The Lighthouse is that it wasn't a horror film, uh, A24. Wait, and then there, was, got, there was backlash? I thought everybody just praised that movie. No, from the horror community. So now they're, they're, people wanted an action fucking Game of Thrones thing with The Green Knight. They don't get that. Uh, fucking Raw. Raw is not what people thought. No need for fucking barf bags. See, I feel bad now because I feel like you're echo echoing, like, my sentiment where well, you like, are involved there because well, when i went into the alamo they handed me a barf bag that i know what i'm saying yeah and i'm like uh that's a hell of a bar you're setting but with um i'm the lighthouse i just thought it was pretentious and not like 
there wasn't a lot to mine out of that fucking cave. The lighthouse is a masterpiece. The lighthouse is self-indulgent. Masterpiece. I don't know. That's the fart stuff, and it's like, oh, get it? They're like gay. Well, it's like, it's, it's, oh. The fart stuff is beautiful. What, what is, what is that? Those are beautiful farts, man. What is that amazing um, uh, horror film that had like the gay central lead? And I'm like, this is what every horror movie needs to be. We watched it. Our no, not Rift. Oh, Rift is great too. No, but we watched it at the Roxy. It was part of um Frameline. Knife and Heart. Knife and Heart. Have you guys seen Knife that movie? Heart. No. Knife, I know Knife and Heart. Watch, dude. That's how you do like like gay cinema where it's it it doesn't matter. It doesn't uh, like hijack the narrative that it's like, "Oh, they're gay." It's like, "No, this movie works and they're gay." Like, I don't know, it's earned. Lighthouse dumb. <laughs> Incorrect. I almost called it gay. I was like, that was a way to pull the rug out of my argument. There. Let, let me explain something to you right now. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If you rewatch The Lighthouse, you would like The Lighthouse. Yeah, you're probably. I mean, I have the damn uh, seagull in the room. It's a fact. But you gotta, you gotta die on your hills over no, here. No, no. Hey, I'm the one. Uh, my argument is that A24 has moved from production distribution into subgenre, where it's Slow cinema, uh, beautifully color-corrected film, thoughtful pacing, and animals galore. They love their fucking animals. I think you're overusing the term slow cinema. I may be using it incorrectly, but I am selfish and bending it to my will. All right, the CGI Fox. I didn't have a huge problem with the CGI Fox. Outside of, you know, if you use a talking fox, I mean, come on, you have to have more awareness than... I get it if it's a part of the original thing, but come on. Well, I, I feel like the fox popped up and was impactful too late in the film. Yeah, the fox did not do a whole lot for me, if I'm honest. Like, in terms of the narrative, but yeah. like, you know, CG fox walking around, fine. I was over it pretty quickly. I, it, the worst thing about it was the movement. Yep. It didn't move like a fox. On also, foxes are weird. Like, foxes are kind of cat dogs when you think well, about it. The thing about the fox is it falls in with the color themes. The fox is red. What does that mean? It's more Blood. of an orange. Well, yes, no, orange. Randy, they call it a red fox in the damn movie. It's a marine orange, dude. Yeah. yeah, because the green knight, the red fox. Oh, my God. Do, okay, I'll do a Cinema 101, and I'll have you guys in there. We'll I don't pay attention to characters' names. My uh, my course will be the use of colors and mirrors, as people say. That's what I always talk about. Yeah, but yet you live smoking mirrors, dude. That's true. <laughs> All right. Um, and then Jism, he jizzes on his hand. That was cool. What do you? Th- why? Uh, because the, some some ancient Arthur shit. I didn't no, care. No, 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 no. Something I about, think, oh, your seed has to go on this little thing that's going to protect you, so I'm going to jerk you off. And he's like, yes. No, I see, I thought that whole interaction, that like third, um, like I guess you could call it a haunted house, um, it, it felt like he had like the parents that he never had, even though they were still like rich. What, and, and mommy jerked him off? Well, I think it's the Freudian thing where you want to kill your dad and screw your mom. And I'm like, I wish I knew more about this. But then his dad tried to make out with it. I know. And I wish I knew more about the philosophy because I'm sure sure it goes somewhere. Or, I mean, it could be adoration or like, you know, maybe a son striving for, um, you know, trying to make their dad proud 
Like, I feel like it was kind of a shocking way to show it. But I'll tell you, when we left that theater, we saw the movie with like eight to ten people. Nobody even mentioned that. Like, it didn't even make a blip. And the jism. Yeah. And I think it's because it's a complicated uh, part of the movie. Now, again, are you going to go watch one of those? The Green Knight Explained. No, I I pretty much got it. <laughs> no, everything that happened in that in that um <laughs> everything that happened in that house felt like it was a test to try and tempt him and he failed that test. He failed everything. Yeah. He failed everything. He was a fucking idiot. And that's why I love this movie. He couldn't do anything right. And then all right, can we spoil or no spoil. Hey, hold on. I think, you know, Randy a long time ago lectured us on, you know, it's not the end, it's the journey or whatever. And I this movie is all I about growing up. Ever since I have known you. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, well, it Randy gets the credit. And um, you know, by the end of it, it's like, yes, you you need to step outside of town and fail for a long time, and then you come back a like well-rounded adult. And it's just a tragedy that he learned that at the end of his fucking life. Oh, yeah. No, it was beautiful. I, I, I This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Oh, easy. Same. And I don't care about any of this stupid night's shit. Yeah, but you don't have to. That's the thing. It's, Finally. Well, I mean, look, at just the way they shot the town. I dude, I loved it. You never get fantasy treated that seriously through the camera lens. And I feel like that's what I'm always arguing about with Conan. We could have went in a serious direction where it's like a western, but like more interesting because it's barbarians punching camels, or we could have went, you know, Europeans and thongs punching Godzilla, which you know I'm also down for. Now my boy, my boy Sean Harris. He played the king. Is that King Arthur? Was he King Arthur? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm assuming so. <laughs> Dude, don't you remember when I talked about it? I was saying that's the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, but and why is King Arthur why is King Arthur all fucked up? He has like Lugier's disease. Well, because you know, every journey comes to an end. He didn't look that old. By the way. <laughs> People he died a lot younger back then. Yeah, he was probably 28. It's medieval times. No, Sean Harris is great, because Sean Harris is also in the Mission Impossible franchise. Okay. Nice. But now that you've seen it, do you believe the rumor that uh, he hollowed out the round table? I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. You told me that, didn't even notice it. Randy, on your second (laughs) viewing, do you believe the conspiracy that he hollowed it out to make the Criterion C? Uh, I do not believe in that conspiracy, but I do believe in everything QAnon says. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You dicks. I'm glad you liked it, Clark. I really liked it. What do you think the Giants were about? Oh, I forgot about the Giants. I'm cool with the Giants. I I like that they were androgynous. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I thought that a David Bowie song should play while that happened. (laughs) We'll do that in the recut. All right. I'm glad um, you liked it. I have no idea, but I just, I liked it. I was, All I right. was, yeah, I, I really, I, yeah, I, I, uh, this movie's great. Five stars. And is that all you watch too? Um, I, 
No, I watched Mission Impossible One. I watched. I watched. I'm, I'm 40 minutes into Mission Impossible Two. I do this thing where I watch the Mission Impossible movies on the airplane, um, and then I and then in the hotel room last week I watched Mission Impossible. Uh, what was the one directed by J.J. Abrams? I don't know. I have no Ghost idea. Ghost Protocol. Not Ghost I don't Protocol. Know if it's that, actually, and the one before Fallout. I forgot. Right. You, you're not going to talk about any of these, right? It was good, though. That's what we're doing right, right now. Oh, God. We're running long. No, I, I need Rogue your... Nation. Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched Rogue Nation, and I watched Fallout, like, three weeks ago, and, and Ghost Protocol. Dude, I've, I've watched these, like, five times. The new... Dude, one's the worst one. With De Palma. <laughs> the De Palma. I like it. What's the last one? Dude, that stupid shit in the train tunnel... With the helicopter? Oh, yeah. That shit looks terrible. Terrible. That was a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah, it, dude. It's, but then, then, all right, so you watch one, and one's kind of boring. And then two, here comes John Woo with Mission Impossible 2, and everything is wildly different. It doesn't have, dude, it's got like a fucking like modern score. It's weird. And Tom Cruise has, has bangs now. It, it's a long-haired Tom Cruise, so that's two. And then, of course, they've got crazy. I don't know. I like John Woo. I don't like these Mission Impossible hot takes you're doing, dude. I love Mission Impossible. You don't like the Mission Impossible franchise? No, I fucking why? I, they're boring. It's practical effects is its finest. It's <laughs> it's true. I'll agree with that. That was the lamest thing you've ever said. <laughs> God damn. No, it's fucking cool guy shit. I can't get down with it. Dude. Dude, there's never been an answer. Would you you accept this mission, please? (laughs) You got a nerd in the cast. Simon Pegg's there doing nerd stuff. Let me tell you something. Simon Pegg may be the best thing that happened to this franchise. (laughs) Simon Pegg is a revelation. Oh, my God. In in Rogue Nation, Russell, they have to go to the the opera in Vienna because... the guy, the bad guy is going to be there from the syndicate. All right. Very good. Now I have a, I'm, I'm taking this now. So the movie I watched is also a film that you watched last week. And, uh, it's the Blackwell ghost five, baby. Dude, I, I watch it. I watch it as soon as we wrapped up. Hold on. But now if you haven't listened to the TBR report, the last episode we put up, go back there. We're hanging out with Thomas and, uh, in there, I mentioned being tempted to pull a clip. One of our favorite characters that pops up in the Blackwell Ghost 3. Well, because Clark was flirting with the IT guy at his hotel, I had a little bit of time. So I'm going to go ahead and play that now. Uh, Clark, this this is proof that I love you. Here we go. I've uh, This guy's, um, what's his name? Joseph, Joseph William Lightfoot? Lightfoot. Okay. I think he says it right in the beginning. Here we go. Uh, my name is Joseph William Lightfoot. I'm a craftsman, an artist, and a published poet. Yeah, really. I do about anything I can be doing. I'm really good with my hands. And my father was James Lightfoot, and people just called him Lightfoot. My dad, he was okay when I was growing up, but turned out he was a serial killer. <laughs> and he killed like 18 women, and some he tortured, and some he violated, and the rest he ate. It was a good day. Oh, you you ruined it. 
The best part of that at the end, is, he says, "Here's a good dad." <laughs> can you can you isolate that? I did already. Here's a good dad. <laughs> uh, extra syllable, dude. He tortured some, violated the others, and some he ate. <laughs> dude, when I first saw that, he was a good dad. I, <laughs> I was like, "We're going in bold new Florida territory." But by the way, I, 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 I failed to mention this um, when we were talking about this, but that background music, that is from um, the social network. I thought really? so. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I noticed well, I'm pretty that sure when that I saw is... the movie. Wait, it's Philip Glass? No. Oh, it's no. Attica <laughs> Frost and, uh, and Reznor. Uh, Weird. So do you think he just lifted it? I doubt he paid for it. It's, it's a piano <laughs> version. I think it's a co- it's a piano cover, but it's oh. definitely that melody. Yep. Oh, what a trip! Anyway, yeah, that's from part three, and part three is significant because that's where we end up in Florida, and part five, the one I watched and we didn't cover in uh, last week or yeah, last week's episode. We're back there. I don't, dude. This movie, I feel like he's always on the brink of jumping the shark. So in this film, uh, in the TBR report, we mentioned that in part four, he ends up actually finding a corpse. <laughs> and buried with the corpse is a bottle. And in the bottle, there's a uh, some paper. I'd, I guess, you know, he doesn't deal with it in the end of that film, but I guess he just turns it over to the police without checking out the paper. So this film opens up where they contact him and they tell him that there was a map in the bottle. So, dude, I'm going to say it again. Brace your eyes. We, we are like teetering on ARG shit here, oh except it's kind of like he makes up these in-world puzzles, but he deals with them on his own. Now, one of the things that happens in part three and four and five is he goes to a Facebook page, the Blackwell Ghost. Have you been on there, Clark? No. Okay, I went there. It's no, weird. I, I don't tap on the glass, dude. You know, well, I just wanted to see, like, because in part four and part five, he mentions turning to the to the page for help. Like in this one, he posts the map, yeah. and he's like, "I wanted to see if anybody could figure it out," because the map looks like it has half of uh, a palm print. The house that yeah, the haunted house he's staying in is on it. Then there's a corner of the house that's marked the north northern star. Then there are like five locations and nobody can figure it out because, you know, they dig up the sites on the uh, locations. And actually, there was some weird compass notation too, like how to track exactly where the map was leading you. That was like way over my head. Um, this film, we also get to see his new real life baby with his wife that he has not killed. And, yeah. uh, I'm starting to think that these are kind of just like a way for him to document his family and make a ton of money off of Amazon Prime. As I I did buy this movie too. I think I bought the last three. Have you just been renting them? Yeah, I just rented. All right. Well, we got them if you ever want to rewatch them here. Um Yeah. So we get back in the house and we're instantly dealing with knocking again. Now this is probably the last thing we're going to talk about. If you want to watch this series, just fucking turn it off because I want to talk about this. He's made some pretty critical changes in this film. One to, uh, 
to navigate the weird bureaucratic legal system in Florida, they decide to deputize him so he can look at the map. Yeah. Now, the thing is, you hear that and it's like, oh, we've jumped the shark. You know, we've nuked the fridge. No, hey, jumping the shark is a regular activity in the state of Florida. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually not even weird there. Yeah. And I'll mention, dude, he plays off the moment and it feels completely organic. Like, I think if it were scripted, because I don't think he is, I feel like the way that he handles being deputized, he... I don't know. He he takes shot at it like like how it's dumb and it's stupid. And he's saying it on camera and he's making jokes about it and it makes it okay. I don't know. What would you have something to say about that? No. Okay, you're you're making faces. I didn't know if you're disagreeing with me or not. You get what I'm saying though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, cuz it seems like it should be more of a there should be more of a requirement than like well, I want to show you it's this like paper so you're a deputy. In now. Paranormal Activity 4, if one of the characters got deputized so that they could work with the police to figure out a ghost mystery, it's like that sounds like the most hacky, lame, lowbrow shit. Yet in this movie, it feels potentially like it could be real. I'm like... The, the problem I had was that, okay, he's deputized and they can show him this map, but he still posts it on social media as if that like wouldn't get him in you know what that's a good point <laughs> yeah how the hell did he do that he gets fired yeah, in good... the next episode <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you can fire a volunteer deputy or i i guess you can take his anyway, badge away you got... <laughs> so one of the things that happens that i have here's another uh issue i have with the film the haunting interaction changes and the ghosts now have a mission and it seems like everything they're doing is leading him in a direction. And I don't know if I like that. Like, Clark, did you, what did you think of that, Clark? Wait, were you reading again? something? Were you not paying attention? No, no, say again. I, I didn't understand what you were saying. I'm, so in the Blackwell Ghost 5, yeah. he goes back to the house and the knocking starts again which to me is one of the most effective scares I've seen in a film, just knocking. And in, as the movie goes on, you learn that there's an agenda. The ghosts are trying to lead him somewhere. Correct. And to me, I feel like it actually robs the film of like any like scare factor because it's, it's essentially like he's working with the fucking Avengers of the undead now. <sighs> I still think he does a good job of, 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 of the scare factor because he's still scared. That's true. And dude, without him, I don't think these movies would work again. My favorite thing is like when, when you hear the, the loud banging in the hallway, um, he just goes and sits on the couch. (laughs) Dude, Turner clay. He, he does the best real life, um, like acting for being horrified. And again, one thing that this movie pointed out that I had never thought about, he starts talking about light and the use of lighting. And he's reviewing his footage from part four, and he caught a glimpse of another um, like apparition. And he's like, I'm starting to wonder why I caught them in, you know, in like the first movie and now in the fourth. And he's like, I think it's the lighting I'm using. Now, I've seen other films talk about, like, you know, 
white light versus like warm kind of interior lighting. Yeah. And, uh, whatever. I mean, what he talks about is ambient lighting versus directional lighting. And I think it's true for any horror film. If you walk around through a house that's lit with like, you know, traditional lighting, that lighting is set up to make a room feel welcoming. If you walk around a house with a flashlight, it's instantly terrifying. And he, he addresses it in the movie and he's like, you know what? I think I can catch the ghost. I can pick him up on film with directional lighting. So he takes his chair sits at the end of a hallway and just has a flashlight aimed down. And I'm like, even though he, the ghosts have turned into the fucking X-Men, it was still completely effective. I'm just curious how long he can do this. I, I feel like a nut. I mean, I've watched five of these, and I really, I really do like them. Um, yeah. I like them a lot. I, I'm, I'm wondering with, with that as you, with, I'm wondering that as well. Um, I, however, I'm in on six, a hundred percent on six. Five was, five was okay. Uh, five was my least favorite of the Florida part of this. Yeah, which I love the Florida part, but I, I don't know. I think I, but see, that was the thing, like the pivot between. You know, Ruth Blackwell, and now we're going to Florida. Like, he tried to tie that together, and then he just didn't give a shit anymore. Well, well I think the story there is just more of an emotional one. It's well, for I, him. I, yeah. I wonder if we're going back to the Blackwell house. That's what I'm wondering. I don't think so. I And I should mention, he does have a couple new scares in there. What did you think when he returned? So, one, he goes hiking in Florida, and he's just walking around in the woods, and uh, it gets dark. And then there's like bushes moving, almost like there was like a a Bigfoot following him or something. That that worked for me. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying new things. And I, I, I do like, like I said in the show, he's got like this, you know, Rube Goldberg mentality. He's got a new he's got a new trick up his sleeve every every new movie. Well, he didn't um, hear. He didn't have any new gadget. Well, the 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 speaking spell was more pronounced. In four. I don't think he used it at all in this one. He set it up, but I don't think it ever... Yeah, he yeah. blew into it and went W, and then that was it. No, five was all about the nah. thing. Five is the map, and then they find another map. No, five... No, that's right. Five you is the, the banging anything the in part yeah. five... Yeah, if there's anything in part five, it's the drone. He uses the hell out of that drone, and it's got that, like probably music lifted from um the what the hell is that movie the network social the social, network. Yeah, social oh, yeah. network. and he i know again he just films the hell out of that water tower did that strike you as like weird i'm like how many times are we going to look at this water tower i know i, I, I was stupid water tower like yeah i don't know um yeah again he returns home and there's a light on in the bathroom and he acts so terrified from it. And I remember thinking that's pretty creepy, but it was the first time where I'm like, I think I, I don't know if I would be that scared again. I'm not in that position, but watching it, it didn't translate as well. And, uh, yeah, the ghosts lead him to like a hidden map in the house. I now the knocking, he, he starts investigating it in this one and he goes to that hall closet. 
dude, that uh, even though I knew what they were doing narratively, it still worked. Like just yeah. hearing the knocking coming from the hall closet and opening it, and it's like a cupboard. Like you couldn't put a person in there. I don't know. It was fucking effective. What are you what are you looking at on your phone? No, I had to I had to order groceries. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I pick a movie so I can sit here and hang out and break it down with you. And you're ordering fucking uh liquid death while I'm talking to you? Oh, I wish I was ordering liquid death. I live like a hobbit when I'm here. <laughs> so what does that mean? You know what I eat for lunch? Here's what I ate for lunch. I order I have to order groceries when I get here so that I can try to save some money during the week. So I order a loaf of bread, I get some turkey, I get some mayonnaise, and I make turkey sandwiches for lunch. Oh. Dude. <laughs> I, I you know I also take Lay's sour cream and onion chips and put them inside the sandwich. Damn, that is literally what I would eat when I was just like poor. <laughs> yeah. I would do Doritos, turkey, and bread. And Doritos, dude. I, I didn't do mustard though. I did, uh, or I'm sorry, I didn't do mayo. I did mustard. Hell yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was, uh, Doritos, turkey, mustard, and like one folded over piece of white bread. Gag. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, honestly, I'm sure you're going through an eternal hell because the way you cook at home is not what you're eating on the road. I made some beautiful potatoes this morning. Why don't you get a damn skillet? Just bring it there. But by the way, I TSA, man. I gotta get I gotta get my life together. I got they had to inspect my luggage today. Um uh, because and then they opened up my, my medicine bag. Now my medicine bag is where I keep my marijuana paraphernalia. Uh oh. So I was like, hey, I'm I'm in a legal state, I'm going to another legal state. I don't give a shit. Um but then he pulled out my fucking face lotion, and he was like, uh, this is 4.0 ounces, and the uh, TSA uh, sanction is uh, 3.2. Cool. And I was like, it's half empty. He's like, all right. I was like, by the way, that's the eighth week of me traveling with that. So, yeah, thanks. but Dude, it, it's theater. <laughs> they, 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 they look at you, and I don't think they're like, oh, shit. The terrorists. Let me here. go. I know. <laughs> what are we doing? All right. Oh, and by the way, when I when I got in my uh, Uber today to go from the um, airport to the hotel, uh, the guy was playing "Other Side" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, oh. and then he liked it so much he played it again. <laughs> really? Oh, dude. You should. Did you talk to him? Were you like, dude, play it again? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got to record that shit. Oh man, I was like, of course it's the Chili Peppers too. Yeah, that was a good song back in the day. All right, well, I think I'm done with the Blackwell Ghost Five. I'm with you. I'd watch another one. I uh, I'm at the point now where I want to try and get Turner on the show. Just try and get him. Do he doesn't do it. Nah, we could we could finesse him. No, I'll get him. Rogan couldn't get him. I'll be like, dude, we're going to talk about directional lighting. I think you're onto something. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson couldn't get him. Hey, we could play ball. We had fucking Slasher Victim on here. We're his best friends now. 
That's slasher victims sends us bloody panties in the mail. I, dude, I mean, a couple other guests do too, but his are always with a well written yeah, letter. Us bloody panties, Adam Stillwell. <laughs> he doesn't listen. Come on. I know. Shots fired. All right. Well, he's too I'm, busy I, touring with Shaq. I also just want to point out that we started incredibly late because Clark was farting around and this episode ran long because Clark wouldn't shut up. I had no control. If I was to do any of this, I'd be berated and whipped with the belt. Yet no mention goes now. Yeah, because you suck and I'm cool. I know. I'm living with it. (laughs) Now when Randy leaves us, I'm going to be demoted. I'm going to have to move to the East Bay. (laughs) Who's going to be your co-host then? I wouldn't do that to you. Why not? I wouldn't let you go to the East Bay, dude. East Bay's tight, dude. It's good over here. Exactly. Now, why are you bailing? Uh, because East, the Southeast is better than the East Coast. Than uh, <laughs> the East Bay. I don't know. And I don't that's know why. I honestly don't know why I'm going, guys. But uh, if you live over there, you want to say hi. Uh, yeah, just let me know. You, can, you know how to find me. No, I- did you I just say, I honestly don't know why I'm moving there? <laughs> yes, indeed. Are you having regrets? No. But, you know. Oh, God damn it. The thing that I do is I question everything that I'm doing constantly. Yeah, it's called anxiety. Also, did it's that vape work? How, how'd the vape work? I feel like it's hitting you. No, I don't I feel my anything. vape. No, I've been, no, hit, I've been hitting the vape him. that doesn't do anything. Because you have to get a proper vape, Randy. We, we, we narrowed the problem down. What you need to do is next time y'all are eating honey fries, you, Clark, just blow the smoke into him. There will, not, sure. be another, there will not be another honey fries thing. Yeah, well, definitely not. Y'all honey, you could be the honeys eating fries. Just blow the smoke into his mouth. It will work that way. And then we noticed, Russell, as soon as we finished our meal at the Shake Shack, we noticed that there's a gourmet hot dog place in Westfield now. Oh, y'all messed up. We messed up, man. Dude, I'm telling you, we got to make a corn dog truck. I want right, to do we, corn dogs. All right, before Randy leaves, we got to go back to the hot dog place. <laughs> I'm down. Because right. the Castro uh, hot dog place is gone. True. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. And top dog, dude. All the hot dog restaurants are dropping. I know. It's uh, they're making room in the market for us to do our corn dog thing. Corn dogs are stupid. Corn dogs are underrated. We need corn, corn dog. dogs. Corn dogs are offensive. There no, used to be a do- uh, strictly corn dog place by my old place in uh, San Francisco. And it was on Geneva what, a County Fair. <laughs> No, it was uh, just like a little window you walked up to on Geneva. But um, I don't know. It since closed. A school cafeteria? No, it's just like a little window. You should get a fucking corn dog. He's like, they always got corn dogs over here. Hey, man, let's go to the corn dog window. (laughs) What the fuck is happening in Oakland? You got corn dog windows? This was in San Francisco. He said Geneva. Oh, convention? Oh, my God. All right. The Internet is dying. I think it's trying to kick us out of here. Yeah. Thank God. Randy, take us home. We'll see you Thursday. God.